No. What's your least favorite scary movie? Greetings and salutations. Welcome to What's Your Least Favorite Scary Movie, the podcast where we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the absurd in all our favorite and least favorite scary movies. Because we believe every horror movie rightfully has its fan base. Even if we don't always get it. My name is Travis. My name is Jesse. And that was my best Jack Nicholson impression by Christian Slater. That was your best Christian Slater doing Jack Nicholson. Yeah. You, it's good, right? You always choose the hardest turns of phrase. <laughs> Uh, you stopped me yesterday because I was getting in a loop trying to describe it. <laughs> yeah, you're like Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson, Christian Slater, Jack Nicholson. Like Christian Slater sounding like Jack Nicholson sounding like Christian Slater. You, you, your brain malfunctioned. Yeah, I'm not going to... I'll be real with myself. I know I don't do a great one, but you know what? He doesn't do a great Jack Nicholson either, <laughs> in my opinion. But, sorry, go ahead. Today we are talking about Heathers, but first... We have announcements. You should be used to these announcements by now. Uh, we are coming up on our 100th episode. So if you have any clip requests for what we're going to release around that time, let us know. If you have any Patreon requests, what types of things you would be willing to pay money for, uh, yeah. <laughs> let us know. We're, we're, we aim to please. Speaking of Patreon, I do want to thank our very first Patreon subscribers, Eric and Vivi of Shake and Not Scared Podcast. We have a few different ideas on how we want to relaunch the Patreon, uh, so just let us know what you think would be cool. Mm-hmm. And with that, any merch ideas that you think would be cool too. We're just trying to kind of do a whole soft relaunch, which we've already got plenty planned. Yeah, we've so. got we've got plans, but we want to make sure that we're meeting the needs of the people. Yeah. Uh, gonna go ahead and plug our socials here now. Ooh. Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram is least favorite scary movie podcast. Twitter is least fave pod. We got a TikTok. It's there. It exists. We have a website, which is least favorite scary movie.com. And we have an email address where you can write to us to all your heart's desire. Least favorite scary movie at gmail.com. Nice. All right. I think I really sped through those announcements. You did. That was really quick this time. Yeah. You've like got it down. Yeah. Yeah. I'm proud of you. So what am I going to do when we get to episode 101 and I don't have to do that? <laughs> I'm just not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have a brain malfunction loop like you. Yeah, they're fun. I, I recommend them. <laughs> <laughs> they keep you entertained. <laughs> All right. Well, I will go over the poll then. Okay. So we had our episode with uh, Pod Leadum yep. covering Halloween Resurrection. So Which, we have a poll. If you haven't listened to that one yet, please listen to it. It's. I know it's long, but it's great. It's a really good episode, and I know everybody has heard me reference. Podleadum and ANTM plenty of times. Yeah. Um, I am very proud of myself because at one point Alexander said conspiracy theory and I stopped myself from going, do, do, do. I really wanted to, you but I was have. like, that wasn't, pro- that wouldn't have been professional. Yeah, what if, what if maybe. Are we know. professionals on this? Seriously? I don't, uh, uh, no, no, exactly. I think it would have been fine. And they were like, they were awesome. They're really they were. funny. Yeah, they were a lot it, of fun. And they were very. And they put up with a lot of stuff because we, um, we've been having a lot of storms lately and we were having a lot of internet issues and they, we got disconnected like three separate times yeah. and they but were I made sure through all of it. That that wasn't clear in the episode. It all was seamless. All right. Poll for Halloween Resurrection. We discussed four of the endings. So you had the original, you had the one with Miles rescuing uh, Sarah, 
You had the one with Sarah killing Michael with an axe to the face. And you had the CSI ending. We just wanted to know which one you would have preferred. So, on Instagram, 57% wanted the original autopsy ending. Okay. 14 wanted Miles to rescue uh, Sarah, which JW voted for that one. Okay. And... But was he voting for that, or is he voting for the one that we rewrote where it's actually Scott comes in and rescues I, him? That's the secret fifth option that I want. I want Scott to rescue her and just be like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> She's like, who are you? I'm Ezekiel. That's, who he, that's Samuel L. Jackson's character's name in Pulp Fiction, right? No, it's Jules. Oh, he quotes Ezekiel. The Bible? Yeah. <laughs> that's it, yeah. I don't know why I thought that that was his name. That's also a cool name, though. Uh, 29% wanted Sarah axing Michael in the face. Nobody wanted the CSI ending or the secret Scott ending. The Scott ending is like the one in the video game where you do all of the exact like, tricks. And it's like yeah. hidden. Yeah, like the secret ending where it's just Scott. Up, up, down, down, left, right, A, B, A, B, trigger. <laughs> yeah, something along those lines. And Twitter, 50-50 split on Miles rescuing uh, Sarah and uh, axe to the face. Okay. Uh, I mean, I've already. I think we both made our thoughts clear. We want yeah. Scott to. Save if the not day. Scott, then the axe to the face, because I think that um, I also rewrote the axe to the face one because it was still Buster Rhyme carried her out at the end. I want him. I want her to carry Buster Rhyme out after yeah. axe to the face. I just had a lot of rewrite ideas. That for... was a that was a good one though. I, I I don't know if you watched them. I posted them all in the Twitter poll. So if anybody does want to watch them, they're all conveniently listed there, including the original. So, okay. but yeah, I think that that one would have been my second. That's it. That's it for the poll. All right. So we are done with Halloween shit. Let's talk about some high school shit. Oh, boy. Uh, today, I ask you, friends, to grab my hand and follow me back to the hit of the 80. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should have taken as, a picture of that Amazon last night. Amazon Prime describes it. Uh, can I pull that up here? Hold yeah, on. Probably. Let me pull this up, and I'm sorry if this uh, increases your edit time, but I think people need to hear this. Yeah, the way, because we watch this on Prime. It's no longer on Shutter. It's okay, Daddy. I will forgive you. Uh, <laughs> you can still watch the Just Joe Bob segments on it, though, if you're curious for some behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, you can also stream it on Tubi or Plex, or you can rent it from Voodoo, Google Play, or YouTube. All right. But how does Prime describe this one, Travis? Prime says Winona Ryder, Christian Slater, and Shannon Do Doherty. Doherty star in this cruelly hilarious dark comedy, which became one of the biggest cult classics of the 80s. Listen, I said it last night, and I'm going to say it again. It was 1989. There was only 180 left. You're making a stretch here <laughs> that is saving their asses, because... I mean, I just read that last night, and I just bursted out laughing. And I was like, holy shit, that's amazing. I love it so much. The 80. The 80. I'm going to start referring it to, like, like oh, yeah, I love the 80 movies. You know, Link, which, like, which 80? What's your favorite What decade? are your top 80 movies? Oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for the 80. <laughs> I, I love the 80, man. <laughs> Wasn't that a VH1 special? Uh, I love the 80? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't watch VH1. See, in high school, because we're talking about high school shit, and VH1 was a very much high school, like, mm -hmm. it was VH1 and MTV, that type of shit. I was not into any of that stuff. I was more into 
Cartoon Network. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I watched uh, that was when Toonami. I, like, I don't like the finger waggle you did. Tuna- you looked like the massage guys at the mm. mall. Mm. <laughs> Cartoon Network. Some like a little flair to it. No, that's when Toonami was going on, and I was getting my like a, my high school anime fix. So yeah. Okay. Uh, this movie was written by Daniel Waters, directed by Michael Lemon. Music by David Newman, starring Winona Ryder as Veronica, Christian Slater as J.D., Kim Walker as Heather Chandler, Shannon Doherty as Heather Duke, and Lisanne Falk as Heather McNamara. I promise I said Falk, not fuck. Falk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it came out March 31st, 1989. Do you think this is budget or bug Ted? Um, They got some names here. I'm thinking budget. You're wrong. Really, Bugtad? Bugtad, three million. Wow, only three million. That's and crazy. Cult classic indeed, because its gross at the time was only one point one million. Wow. However, it currently stands at a seven point two on IMDb. Seven point two rating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. Um, I picked with my heart instead of what makes for good comparisons <laughs> for other <laughs> other budget. Movies. Oh, from the, yeah. uh, this year of the 80s? Yeah, of the 80s. Uh, I chose two movies that are very much um, not mainstream. Okay. So, June 21st, 1989, Society premiered in London. Oh, yeah, because we talked about that. And mm-hmm. I get very similar vibes because they're both like high school movies. Although that one. Uh, focuses a lot less on the high school <laughs> aspect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that had a budget of a bug head of two million. Okay. And I could not find any information on box office. That's crazy that that had a lower budget, but it was more visually impressive because it had a, it relied a lot more. I mean, you know, the shunting and all kinds yeah. of other like weirdness that's happening. And this one all has practical like, effects. This one has like bullet shots and. An explosion? And, and the explosion is not even on screen. Exactly, yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, but Society stands at 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb. That sounds good. That's good. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's... Go into it with an open mind. Don't read anything about it. We're going to cover that uh, on the show will, at some point. We will, definitely. If you I've haven't seen it, to. it's body horror. I'm going to throw that out there. That's about as much as I can say without giving anything away. yeah. I mean, read the description. I don't even know if that's like super revealing either, but I don't know. But it, it's a, it's worth a watch. And speaking of quote classic body horror movies of the 1980, <laughs> we have Tetsuo, the Iron Man. Ooh, yeah. Came out July 1st, 1989. That one's Bug Ted. 17,000. Yeah, that one is a really interesting one that I yeah. also want to talk about at some point. It's a wild movie. Apparently, like, he. I got on a little bit of a tangent while I was getting this information, but apparently he used, like, spare TV parts to create some of the, like, mm-hmm. Iron Man effects. Yeah. No, I mean, and that movie And that's is, why it's shot in black and white. Yeah. I mean, it works to its benefit, but oh, yeah. it's so visually impressive for something that was made so cheaply. Like, that is a really... That movie is just bizarre, but it hits. Yeah. Like, it, it, you feel it. And it's uh, another one that I couldn't find the gross for. But I honestly, I felt with these two movies that it was better to just compare budgets to see what they did on their budget. Yeah. And to think about how it compares with Heather's. Um, This one also has a 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb right now. 
that one if people are rating it then they've watched it and if you're ever like at the point in your life where you're looking for that type of movie you're gonna be ready for it that's kind of how i feel about uh society yeah exactly (laughs) yeah okay tagline only one only one okay best friends social trends and occasional murder i like that i think that's pretty good it's okay I wish it, it was a little bit, um, a little bit snarkier. Yeah, because it's a very sarcastic. snarky movie. Yeah, it's a very witty movie. Yeah, but that's not bad. I mean, I'm just. I mean, we just had Halloween Resurrection. Actually, we've had a lot of Halloweens here over the past few weeks, so I'm kind I, of like, I I have all of that. Yeah, Halloween is a prime example of how not to write a tagline. They're so, just so bad at it. I don't. Yeah, understand. I don't understand how such a highly revered franchise can be so bad at taglines. I know, but they have so many. It's the thing. <laughs> yeah, that one right there. They had one, and they're like, "That's a." Yeah, they're like, "Let's not waste any more time on it." Yeah. All right, so I got a lot of my information from the oral history of Heather's, published on EntertainmentWeekly.com. Okay, what's that? I mean, who who did that? Uh, it, like, they got a bunch of different uh, members of the cast and crew talking about their oh. memories on set. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. So, Winona Ryder loves this movie. She watches it whenever it's on screen. She gets, like, she says that it's to the point where she forgets that she's actually in the movie. She's just obsessed with the movie itself. And she almost wasn't even cast in it. She was like... Their third choice, they weren't really sure that they wanted her. She was just coming off of being Lydia on Beetlejuice, and she had that, like, bluish-black hair. And so mm-hmm. she went to Macy's and got a makeover to make her more convincing as Veronica <laughs> Sawyer. The very first line that Daniel Rodgers wrote was, you can't use that knife. It's filthy. That was the very first line. That was line. the very first line of the script he wrote. What? When does that happen in the movie? Um, near the end when JD is going to kill Heather Duke. Okay. I remember that now. Yeah. So he wrote this because at the time, Plano, Texas had been declared like the teen suicide capital of the country, which what a bummer statistic. Yeah. Is that um, where he's from? I don't I'm assuming don't probably. Remember. Maybe not. I don't know. But he just, he said that he saw all of these different documentaries about teenage suicide and that in a way, it kind of romanticized everything and had everybody talking about the names of these teens. Yeah. And he was like, does nobody see any kind of irony in that at all? So he took that and then he thought about all of the John Hughes movies that are going on. And he was like, what if we had a John Hughes movie, but written and directed by Stanley Kubrick? And that was the kind of vibe he was going for. See, I hear the name John Hughes, but I don't know what. Pretty Pretty in Pink. Okay. 16 Candles. I'm not familiar with any of those. Yeah, I know, but... Yeah, but... Okay. Yeah. Sure. Stanley Kubrick is strong. I remember... I mean, we had, like, the Just Just Joe Bob thing on just so we could have, like, a little bit of stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, this guy... They said that this guy is, like, what, 21 when he wrote this, right? I don't know if he was, like, 21 or 20. He's in his early 20s. And I'm assuming he didn't have anything done beforehand. So he's, like, going out strong at the gate, like, yeah, Stanley Kubrick is going to direct this movie. Like, (laughs) this guy is, like, an intense director who's, I think, by this point, has, like, established himself very well in Hollywood. Well, I don't think he would have put up with Shannon Doherty's shit. Why? Uh, Well, recollections of her are mixed. Which one was she again? Heather Duke. See, okay. They're all 
named Heather in this movie, and I the don't... second in command. Okay, I just have them as a in my notes. I just like wrote like R H Y H and G H, but kind of like Good Hank, you know, <laughs> like from King of the Hill. But like you know, Green Heather, Yellow uh, Heather, Red Heather. Green Heather, yellow leather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tongue tied myself there. But yeah, I, I, okay, so yeah. I did Heather 1, Heather 2, and Heather 3. Okay, so GH was a pain in the ass. Uh, yeah, so she she was like a child star. She did Little House on the Prairie. She was apparently raised in a very conservative household, had a lot of trouble with the language on this set. At one point, she was supposed to reuse Heather Chandler's Fuck Me Gently with a chainsaw line. And she wouldn't say it. She why, refused to say it. Why agree to do this movie then? Because, I mean, this is, on paper, this movie is like... Well, everybody's pretty sure that she did not realize what kind of movie this was. Really? Yeah. Like, in interviews, like, nowadays, she's like, oh, yeah, it was such a great movie. I'm super proud of it. Super funny. Black comedy. But, like, at the time, like, she took herself very, very seriously. And... Mm. Is it, she, like, super stuck up now still? I don't know. Okay. I really don't know a lot about her. I don't really watch anything else with Shannon Doherty in it, so I, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so cast member reception to her was a little bit like, you know, Winona was very kind to her in this interview and been like, well, yeah, of course she's going to say nowadays that she thinks it's really funny. She doesn't want to look like an idiot that she didn't get the movie. <laughs> um, I'm paraphrasing a little bit. I but... like that response, though, yeah. <laughs> and you know, Carrie Lynn, who plays Martha Dunstock, uh, was just like, you know how sometimes you get a paper cut and people squeeze lemon into it and it really hurts? Shannon Doherty is the lemon. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Damn, people so, did not like her. Yeah, so I don't think Stanley Kubrick would have put up with her shit. No, Stanley Kubrick <laughs> would have, like, ruined her life. <laughs> From what all I've heard of him as a director, he would have definitely... She but, probably wouldn't have been in the movie. And I wasn't quite done with my Winona Ryder thoughts, but let me finish up my Shannon Doherty stuff real quick while we're here. Okay. They originally wanted her to be blonde, um, but she has very dark hair naturally, and she thought going blonde would have damaged it too much, so they settled on red, which kind of works out perfectly since she takes over Heather Chandler's role, and Heather Chandler is meant to be red. Is her, her hair color. red? It yeah. looks brown to me. It's a reddish brown. It's like an auburn. Okay. I did not see any red at all. Okay. They ended up being really glad that they cast Winona Ryder. Uh, they said that yeah, she I'm brought... Sure. <laughs> do what? I said, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, they said she brought a lot of maturity and intellect to the role. He said the way Veronica Sawyer was originally written, uh, she was more evil and more like a Travis Bickle in Taxi Driver. Really? I don't yeah. think I could see that. And he said that she she became more of an audience surrogate in her portrayal of Veronica. Okay. When they first... Um, First had the script, and they were trying to get it to a studio and everything, the production phase and all of that. They did an informal read-through with uh, Dana Delaney and Brad Pitt. Oh, because he was <laughs> going to be JD, right? He, no, he just did a read-through. Oh, just it. for the hell of yeah. it? Okay. Yeah, so they wanted Heather Graham for Heather Chandler, but her parents absolutely refused. Um, they worked very hard to try and convince her parents that the they weren't satanic, and it wasn't a satanic movie, but they weren't buying it. Kim Walker was dating Christian Slater at the time, and they were like, well, she doesn't have a lot of experience, but we can try. So Heather Graham's parents were super protective, mm -hmm. and then she went on to make the movies that she did. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Let's see. Carrie Lynn at the time was doing stand-up. Carrie Lynn, who does Martha Dunstock. She's um, okay. Yeah. They wanted to find somebody who, I mean, I'm just who's fat. 
yeah, and they I mean, kept you, bringing in actresses who were like a little bit chubby, but they were just like, this isn't this isn't who this character needs to be. And Carrie Lynn was like, I'm pretty sure I came out of the womb obese. Like she was like, mm-hmm. and those are her exact words. She was like, I understand what it's like to be made fun of. She's like, where else are you going to find a 400 pound comedian to come in and. Comedians have thick skin. Yeah. Well, I guess some of them do, but that, I've always wondered about that. Like when, with movies, like if you're cast to be that person, like how does that feel? You know, it can't be good. Yeah. I guess she, it sounds like she embraced it at least. Well, that's, that's good for her at least. Uh, they shot this in 33 days. Okay. They, <laughs> the line, fuck me gently with a chainsaw, was actually a line that he borrowed from a friend who used to say, fuck me gently with a crowbar, but he thought crowbar was too masculine and chainsaw was more feminine. What? <laughs> I, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but okay. Uh, that's, they- a, that's a weird line, though. He also had a couple other planned endings. One that the studio absolutely would not allow him to do is that JD succeeds in blowing up the whole school. Everybody dies and they have prom in heaven. Uh, I, I kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Because it. I feel like this ending. The one that we get. Yeah. Is a. Bleaker but also more grounded in the reality of the movie. Is this one, is this a bleak ending that we get? Because, I mean, the guy that wants to kill everybody blows up all by himself, and Veronica goes and just takes away the power from Green Heather and goes and becomes friends with Martha. And Martha does, like, some sick spins around veronica along the way and then it's like whoa we're not quite there yet (laughs) so here's the other ending that he said he wished he'd had the uh ability or the courage or whatever to do i don't remember exactly how he listed it but at the end when veronica asks her if she wants to go hang out or whatever that martha stabs her in the stomach and says fuck you heather and then veronica's rolling around on the ground saying i'm not heather Oh, that would have been awesome, actually. <laughs> yeah. I really like that ending. Damn, they should have done that. Yep. So, uh, one other fun fact. <laughs> how do you... I'm sorry. How do you go... For, like, you go in the opposite direction. Like, <laughs> instead of her, like, stabbing her in the gut, she, like, gets on her little scooter and it's just, like, doing donuts around Veronica. <laughs> like, I don't... Okay. And they're becoming best friends and going to go watch some movies together. Yeah, they're going to go rent the new releases. Yeah, okay. Sorry, it's just weird that that's it, they went the complete opposite direction with it. So Daniel Waters, uh, no relation to John Waters, okay. by the way, but he does have a brother, Mark Waters. You want to know a very well-known movie that Mark Waters went on to direct? Uh, yeah. Mean Girls. Really? Oh, yeah. Sorry, super influence. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, so I think that's kind of... That's a fun little tie-in, because everybody always says, like, Mean Girls wouldn't exist without Heathers. Yeah. And it probably wouldn't. Um, But, and Daniel Waters is very much, he's like, not for nothing. I mean, they do have some dark humor in it, but it's a lot more in the John Hughes world than the- Mean Girls? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not as, like, fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. So- those are all my fun facts, mostly because I ran out of space on my sheet of paper, <laughs> but I really love this movie, and I'm very excited to talk about it. Okay. Uh, what is your rating, Travis? All right. 
I think that I would give this one an eight and a half. Eight and a half? Yeah. Because I do think it is a very good movie. Um, it is an interesting... Uh, it's an interesting look into like high school, I guess, and just all that stuff and suicide, because the the way that they talk about that, like, I mean, it is a sensitive subject, but like, they're not wrong. Like, when people glorify these things, like, it just kind of encourages people to do it themselves, and I kind of like them. You can't get the nuance required to seriously talk about suicide in a thirty-second news clip. Uh, I like the characters, uh, even though. Uh, Christian Slater's doing a Jack Nicholson impression the entire time. I kind of like, uh, you know, him and uh, Veronica's dynamic throughout the entire thing. Which, well, I know writer had a huge crush on him. Oh, really? Yeah, so oh. I think that helped with some of the chemistry Yeah, because they did a great job together. Yeah. Uh, it was just a lot of fun. So, yeah, uh, eight and a half. I like it a lot. This should come as no surprise to you. But ten. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a 10 out of 10. Yeah. I, uh... <laughs> no notes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I mean... I remember you you were wanting to watch this one with me at some point, and then they covered it on Joe Bob, and it's like, oh, okay, we're just going to do this now. So Yeah. I'd been trying to convince you to watch it, and I didn't have, like, a good way of explaining it, so it was like I never really sold you on it on my own. It's one of those ones that you just kind of have to jump into. Yeah. And it's another one of those ones where you're like, is it horror? Kind of. It's some horrifying subject. It's matter. very dark. It's very dark. It's a black humor for it's a sure. Lot of, a lot of murdering in this. A lot of killing. Uh, but it, tone wise, it doesn't come across as one. But you know, it is close enough. It, I mean, you know, it's it's one of those yeah. that I'll allow it. Yeah, exactly. Because like, you know, I mean, whatever. Yeah. And I really do like that because it should be something that is like horrifying to watch because they just talk about suicide so relentlessly. Yeah. And, uh, it It's so obviously satire that like you get what they're actually saying. It's not condoning suicide, but no, it's more yeah, yeah. it's a condemnation of society. Really. Yeah. I mean, especially like with like the song like they have people like writing like hit like pop songs about suicide. teenage suicide don't, don't do, do it. it yeah exactly like i don't know it's just making fun of it yeah yeah all right so what's what's their score 9.5 Nine, 9.25 starting 9. average okay which is very wow. good okay i almost did that in my head you did you did really good <laughs> but i was wrong you were wrong but it's okay <laughs> thanks you thanks. were you know i was doing my best yeah fly ball that's yeah. fine uh <laughs> okay we start off a slow motion pan through a garden as Kesara plays and we see three young ladies stand up and walk in unison and they hit their croquet balls and they're all dressed in colors that match their croquet balls and mallets Mm -hmm. um i know dick about croquet what i know about croquet comes from this movie and disney's alice in wonderland that's it. I had a croquet set as a kid growing up, and I didn't really know how to play it. I was just like, hit it through the hoops. So that's just all I did. I was just like, all right, I did it. I hit it through the hoop. <laughs> I feel like there's deeper like, commentary that's happening in the croquet games, if you are familiar with croquet. Um, Possibly. I mean, isn't it just kind of like just to show status, just to, like 
how they are. I don't know. Like, I mean, normal people don't really play croquet. Mm -mm. So, especially, it's worth mentioning that this movie takes place in Sherwood, Ohio. Yeah. Very Midwest, um, which I think is the perfect place for this to uh, happen. Yeah. What movie was it that they were talking about? So, um, this ones at prom also happens to have covered Heather's recently. Mm-hmm. And they kept comparing it to some other movie, and I can't remember what it was. Set it was, in Ohio? No, another movie, similar premise, but it takes place in LA. And they were like, it's just a lot harder to relate to that because a lot of people don't live in cities like LA. They, you know, the general population is going to be a lot more familiar with a town like Sherwood, Ohio. Yeah, I, I definitely feel that. Because, I mean, they have like, you know, it's it's rural kind yeah. of, but still, I mean, just small town. Yeah. Type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they're playing, and then we see, like, Veronica's head. Like, she's buried in the ground, and they're hitting the croquet balls at her head. That was weird watching that for the first time. Because I'm like, oh, okay. Like, like, is this real? But this is a dream, right? I think so. She's, like, writing in her diary. So we get a lot of voiceover narration from Veronica throughout this movie where she's writing in her diary. Yeah. Uh, we see her in the school hallway, like, writing in her diary. And Heather Duke, or H2 in my notes, or GH in yours. Yeah. <laughs> the green Heather. Um, yeah. So we'll go ahead and cover the colors right now real quick. Okay. So Heather Chandler, head Heather, she is red. She is always red. That's her color. Um, it's She's got her big red scrunchie. It's it's her status thing for her. Yeah. We've got Heather Duke, who's green. Green with envy. Hmm. Oh. And then we've got Heather McNamara, yellow. Cowardly? Yes. Okay. And then we've got Veronica, who's black and blue. What is that supposed to symbolize? What Does blue symbolize something? Because I know red's power. I think it's more like her being bullied around. Like she's all black and blue. Ah, okay. That's how I interpret it, but yeah. Well, if you need anything to like accompany this, to, like help you, um, just think of the Powerpuff Girls. Do 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 yeah. do because that's what do. I did. Like I mean, I mean red, I mean yellow is princess. You know the random one that tries to be a Powerpuff Girl, but you get the red, green, blue, and yellow. So yeah. So <laughs> Heather Duke comes up, and I was like, uh. Heather Chandler needs you to come to the cafe. Except they all just call each other Heather. Um, yeah, which is what makes it kind of confusing. Yeah. Like, there's no distinguishing who is who by dialogue. But I I love it because they say it, like, completely straight-faced. No yeah. hint of irony in it at all when they're talking to each other, and it's fun. Do you think that this formed because that they were all named Heather, or did it just kind of, like, happen? I think it just kind of happened because they did bring Veronica into the group. Yeah, and I don't understand why she is part of this group, because she is... Like, it sounds like Heather to... Chandler picked her for whatever reason. She yeah. invited her into the clique. But... She just doesn't really, I mean, and it's so clear in this movie that she doesn't really gel with them, but like. They don't, none of them like each other. Yeah, I know. But like Veronica is one of those that you would think would not be influenced by these people. Like she's supposed to be this really smart person, but I don't know. Maybe it's just like everybody 
caves to like the peer pressure of like you know yeah. all that stuff in high school you always say you're not going to be that type of person but then when the opportunity comes it's it's hard not to mm-hmm. yeah it's deep yeah uh so heather chandler needs veronica to forge a note to martha dunstock who they call martha dump truck yeah um saying it's from kurt and then he's got a crush on her and she's like it'll be funny because veronica can copy basically everybody's handwriting yeah so they end up dropping that on her tray at then they have to do their lunchtime poll. The lunchtime poll, by the way, is uh, you are uh, award, award, uh, awarded. You're given $5 million given $5 from million. the publisher's clearinghouse. Yes. Um, Big Ed gives a check, and uh, aliens happen to win and say that they're going to blow up the world in two days. What would you do? Yeah. So there, we cut to a bunch of different people answering it. It's a bit of an argument between Heather and Veronica for a minute because she's like, why can't we ever talk to other groups of people? And Heather's like, ew. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so she's only polling like a certain yeah. group of people. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, and like at one point we see Veronica stops talk to Betty Finn. She's like, sorry, I missed your birthday party. And Betty's like, yeah, I found some old photos of us together. So you can see that she like... Kind of ditched her old friends when she joined the clique. Yeah. And Betty is Molly from Sweepily Camp. Yeah, Renee Estevez. Yeah. I was super shocked. Goddamn to see Molly. Her. Yeah. <laughs> and it's cool. Like, I, I like her character in this too. Yeah. She does a good job. Uh, so then they end up going around asking other people the question, and we get like this montage of different answers. And I want to say my favorite one is the guy that's talking about getting a remote control bomb and sticking it up a lion's butt yeah. from the zoo and then he blows the lion up and then they just chill in heaven i wanted to hear more <laughs> about that one yeah that one is just kind of like put in there in snippets yeah yeah uh martha at this point has gone over to kurt shows him the note and she gets embarrassed everybody laughs at her and she runs off yeah and it just it doesn't feel good and veronica clearly doesn't feel good about it and heather's like you wanted to be a part of the most powerful clique at westerberg high you used to have a sense of humor, so it also makes me think that maybe Veronica was a little bit more kiss-assy in the beginning. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she's kind of, like, coming around now. But mm-hmm. also, during all of this, too, she has made eye contact with Jason Dean, who is yep. Christian Slater's character. He's in the corner. He's just kind of, like, silently judging the entire time. It's kind of given, like, Christian Slater looks. That's the yeah. best way I can describe well, it. Well, they're kind of eye-fucking each other. They are, yeah. He's, like, super into her, and she's, you know, definitely giving it back. But then he sees that, and then he just kind of, like, tosses his hands up. He's like, why the fuck would you do that? Mm-hmm. Uh, we see them in the bathroom, and we have this whole bit where Veronica is helping Heather Duke throw her food back up. Heather and Duke puke. They're saying, bulimia is so 1987, Heather. Um, she's like, come on, let's go ahead. Let's see today's lunch again. And then it's a beautiful cut back to the cafeteria of the trays Swap. being scraped Ugh. into the trash can. Yeah. <laughs> At this point... Veronica goes over to ask JD the lunchtime poll. And it's worth noting that Kurt and Ram, who are two homophobic douche jocks. Yeah. And the homophobia is like very important to their storyline. Mm-hmm. They had been talking about wanting to get a Heather Veronica sandwich. Yeah. The very objectifying yeah. conversation. And they see Veronica and JD flirting. And then they get mad and they go over to confront him, but not before slamming a about 24 cartons of carnation milk each. <laughs> I cannot ever... Psychos! It, yes, exactly! Yes. Exactly! The milk theory checks out once yes. again. Um, I, like, literally, I can't... 
it kills me every time I watch. I forget how much milk is on the table <laughs> until it cuts to them about to go over and threaten JD. And then I'm like, why is there so much goddamn that? That is like a week's worth of a cow's milk production right there. I can't. These I guys can't. love cows. We see some more <laughs> cow action later on in the movie. I don't I, know. I want to see them when they're tipping the cows. They also just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like otters. Oh, man. Yeah, these guys, we got like a nice little fucked up backstory going on for them here. I'm loving it. Anyway, JD is not intimidated by them, and he actually pulls out a gun and starts firing, but we find out in a cut to the next scene that it was Blake's. That scene when it first happened, I remember I, like, was... Yeah, you, were, you did your Travis, you were... What? Yeah, like, what the fuck? Like, he, he just pulls out a gun, just like, boom, boom, like, right away, like, this is how we're starting the movie? <laughs> Honestly, I, I mean, I like that it's a fake out, but, like, just having that happen right there, too, would have been like, holy shit, okay, we're in for a ride. But yeah. I mean, I still get that sense with that right there, too. Like, it's it's a way to, like, keep you, like, into it. Um, So here's something that I learned about croquet. Apparently, if you do a thing a certain way, you can either take two shots or you can take somebody else out. I don't know what it means to take somebody out. I'm just going based off of the dialogue. And Heather Duke asks Heather Chandler if she's going to take the two shots or get her out. And Heather Chandler's like, don't you ever think? And then she knocks her... Uh, croquet ball way on the other side of a fountain mm-hmm. because uh, the Sawyers are fucking loaded. Yeah, and this is Veronica's house. Yeah. Um, and then Heather Duke makes a really impressive trick shot. You're kind of like, okay, cool, good for you, girl. And then Heather Chandler immediately takes her back out. <laughs> it's just, it's all so rough. Yeah. Um, it's dinner time, so Veronica's parents ask about prom and um dad is like why do i read these oh goddamn God. spy novels and veronica says because you're an idiot he goes yeah oh, yeah am. that's right yeah i love their dynamic yeah. every time that like, they have these little conversations like it feels like almost like home life for her is purgatory because like every time they like convene right here at the table and they have basically the same conversation over and over again because he has the same thing with cigarettes later on too yeah and the mom every single time is like you too and yeah. that's it like I don't know if that's supposed to mean anything, but I enjoy watching it because I just like the dad going, oh, yeah, you're right. I've, I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, he's got some standout lines on this movie. I think the favorite of mine is, I don't patronize bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The dad is one of the best characters, even though he's barely in it. Um, and she says, uh, great pate, mom, but I got a motor if I'm going to make that party. Which, again, is a line that she will use again and again. Mm-hmm. She, that's like mine, like, I got a mosey. Uh, let's mosey. <laughs> and I'm, he's not exaggerating, folks. He really does say let's mosey all, right, let's all mosey. the time. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Uh, <laughs> so Heather is taking Veronica to her first Remington party. It's a college party. Uh, she apparently this is like a big rite of passage in the Heather's clique. Oh, and another gross thing that um re- rel- relevant to this is okay. um okay. like back when they were playing croquet um they were talking about uh veronica like kind of showing interest in jd and they're like i thought you said you were done with uh high school guys so like i don't know they're like i mean they're high schoolers and they're like 
all are they all like dating college kids or something because like i know heather like the red heather like, she's got this party going because she's dating a, like a college guy like which is gross to think about uh so well here's the thing heather chandler is very self-aware she she understands her social status yeah she's like i'm a junior and i've already got this much power everybody either wants to be my friend or they want to fuck me yeah she um, says that, yeah. <laughs> yeah like she she knows exactly what game she's playing and she's decided that she you know there's some people that are like really built for like corporate business life or whatever some people are really driven enough to be a doctor like i feel like it takes a certain type of person to be a certain type of way mm-hmm. and she is the type of person that can handle what it takes to be mega popular yeah i guess yeah um so i don't know i feel like veronica only said that she doesn't like high school guys because you know we see dum-dums like kurt and ram and she just doesn't want to be hooked up with them yeah but they're like normal people too like uh oh i don't really know who was we don't Uh, really get creepy pete that lies about having gone on dates with heather after she dies oh yeah that's weird but like i mean i guess we don't really aside from like kurt and uh what's the other dude's name uh ram ram like we don't really meet any of the other dudes aside from jd like none of them get fleshed out i guess i should say but i don't know I, i can also see her trying to like you know, not being tired of people like that too, or she's also just trying to conform with the group she's in. Yeah. Um. So they stop at a gas station on their way to the party. Heather wants corn nuts. Corn nuts. What's the deal? Well, corn nuts. What's the deal? They're not corn, and they're not nuts. <laughs> Sorry, we got into like a little Seinfeld uh, <laughs> bit whenever we were watching this last night, and I don't know what. Happened. I don't even. Remember how Seinfeld came up but we just started doing our Seinfeld I was doing, impression I was doing my um, Christian Slater doing Jack Nicholson impression You're like, that Christian sounded like <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> what's the deal with cornets <laughs> uh, so while she's at the gas station she sees JD they talk for a little bit um, and they they kind of bond over the fact that they both hate Veronica's friend group <laughs> she's yeah. like She's like, it's like they're people that I work with and our job is to be popular. Which, I mean, from the way that they are doing it, mm-hmm. they are kind of treating it like it's a job. Yeah. Uh, so at Remington, we, we get told this through flash, uh, like bits of flashbacks as Veronica's writing in her diary. And what we're getting from the diary is that she wishes Heather Chandler was dead. She wants to take her out. And she was like, and I know tomorrow I will be kissing her ass, but tonight I just want to dream of a world without Heather Chandler. Yeah. So what happened, the Remington party, is that um, these guys are gross. Yep. It's um, uh, Red Heather's uh, boyfriend who, uh, I guess they were like, oh, yeah, we'll bring Veronica. She will totally, like, get with you. Yeah. Um, so they try and arrange that. And this guy's lying whenever he's trying to talk to her. He's like, um... He's bad at flirting. He's like, yeah, it's so nice so, not to just ask what your major is. So, uh, what do you think you'll you, major in? What do you think you're going to study when you get to college? Like, yeah, this guy's a loser. 
Um, yeah. So is Heather's boyfriend because, like, he's going to be like, babe, I'm so horny. And then, like, pushes her face down into his dick. Yeah, that's gross. But I think it's hilarious that, like, it, the camera slowly pans up and it's, like, that picture of the guy in the chair getting, like, blown away by, like, the music or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, this is my blowjob chair. <laughs> in a blow zone. <laughs> <laughs> it is gross. But I can see this guy being like, that. Hey, yep, that's where I get him. And then his friend comes to Veronica and he was like, hey, baby, how about some fuck? And she's like, I've got a little speech reserved for my suitors when they want to go farther than I'm comfortable, which, like, calm down. She, You know, remember how I said Lydia was, like, way too dramatic and trying too hard yeah. in Beetlejuice? You know Home what? Girl. Maybe maybe it's just a Winona Ryder thing. Like <laughs> people like can't get her to tone it down. Like, geez, like play your character. Yeah. <laughs> Winona, your line here is just no. Yeah, just simply no. That's it. And she's like, who the fuck told her about a speech? <laughs> like, where's where the hell is this coming from? But the guy just like he's like, I'm not even listening. And she's like, you don't deserve my fucking speech, which I do like that. Uh well, okay, this guy sucks, but he's like, I just want to get laid. And then he gives himself two tummy pats. And the tummy pats are like, they get everything across perfectly because it's like, oh, okay, he's just, he really is here just to get sex. And that's I it. I am never going to be able to play Mario Party the same oh, because I'm no. always Monty Mole and he does he his does little it. tummy it's pats two. when he wins. Yes. Oh, no. Oh, Monty Mole just wants to fuck, man. <laughs> He doesn't care about your speech. <laughs> uh, and before all of this happened, too, she um, she was kind of like hanging out in that room by herself and she like lights a drink on fire and just tosses it out into a trash can out the window. Yeah. Was she trying to like look for an excuse to get out by like starting a fire? Or was no. she just like fucking around? I think she was just fucking around. Okay. I thought she was trying to like yeah. stage something. So. But uh, afterwards, she goes and she finds Heather and she's like, I really don't feel good. I need to leave. And Heather's like, no, you, sh- you should be so lucky to be here at this party. And then Veronica throws up everywhere. And yeah. they go out in the alley and they're fighting. And Veronica's like, she's, uh, she's saying some pretty dangerous things um, to somebody that. She's in theory afraid of. Oh, I just like how she's like, you vomited on my shoes. And she's like, lick, lick it, it up, baby. baby. And uh, yeah, so she's just, and Heather's like, I'm going to tell everybody at school what happens. So, Nobody okay, she threw up at a party. Cool. But I mean, it is high school. So I don't know. I guess all of these little like failures are amplified. Sometimes I, th- okay, so I moved to Kentucky right before starting sixth grade. And I want to say it was like in September or October, I had a stomach virus and I threw up in the cafeteria during lunch and everybody saw. And sometimes I wonder how different my life would be if that hadn't been one of the first impressions that really? you uh, think it could have changed? Hawkinsville had of me. <laughs> well, there <laughs> uh, <laughs> was one time I was in fourth grade <laughs> and I'm just sitting at this table and I Fart so loud. I don't know. It's gonna be a fart. And I was so embarrassed. I burst into tears. <laughs> and the girl beside me felt so bad. She just patted my back. <laughs> this is a real thing. My life could have also been completely different. But this was fourth grade. Great. Everybody already knew who I was, but nobody knew that I could rip them like that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I derail everything so badly here. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> you. <laughs> it was traumatizing. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Just okay. Right back. Guy, huh? Think about the guy that sat in the table next to us in our defensive <laughs> driving class in college. He was scared. <laughs> he was terrified of what might happen. He's like, "Oh my god, I just farted. I think I could be killed here." <laughs> he looks like that meme of the kid holding him the sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And we yeah. still talk about him to this day. So not to like make you feel paranoid, but I guarantee there's somebody somewhere who's like, care. I need you to know there's this kid in fourth grade. That I just told it. I just told it to so many other people here. Everybody knows now. It's open. It's out there. <laughs> Do we need to pause? Do we need to like? Are we okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to cut some of that because people aren't gonna want to hear my shrieks for five minutes. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. So anyway, yeah, that could be devastating to Veronica. <laughs> okay, I get it. I get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. 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 So let's see what happens next. All right, so the next morning croquet. they uh, no strip no. croquet. Oh yeah, strip croquet. Yeah, yeah. JD does the window uh, sneak. He uh, yeah. crawls up into uh, Veronica's house, which how does he know where she lives? Right, they're not that. They, just, they had one conversation during lunch, at, um, and then he like pretended to shoot people, and then now he's like climbing into a random girl's window to play strip croquet, which sounds like a fun night, I guess. <sighs> she must have the most inattentive parents ever. That's kind of. Yeah, yeah, because that feels like it happens a lot in this movie. Yeah, like people just are. Which I think oblivious. is part of the point. Yeah, um, I guess that's true. Yeah. You okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> oh, I'm glad that that made you love me. I mean, to be clear, that didn't make me oh, love okay, you. Okay, that was I... one major break. <laughs> Okay, good, good. <clears throat> All right, so they uh, basically, they come up with a plan to sneak into uh, Heather's house to, I guess, yeah, play a she prank said, on her. Yeah, she said, I'd just really like to see Heather Chandler puke her guts out. Yeah. So um, this is also after Veronica was like, I'm so smart. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> she... this entire movie, what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, talking about how she was a genius, right? Yeah. Yeah, she could have skipped into high school as a kid, but she chose not to because her parents thought she would have uh, trouble finding friends. But now she hates the friends that she has, so, mm -hmm. yeah. So the next morning, they go to Heather's house, and they're going to say that they've got, like, a hangover cure for her. But really, they're going to give her something that will make her throw up more. And so Veronica's like, what makes people throw up? Um, soup and some juice. Um, no. Um, milk and orange juice. Uh, that does sound bad, but would it make good. somebody throw up? Probably not. They would just take a sip of it and just be like, oh. <laughs> That's it. Just sit it down. Yeah, and then uh, JD's like, what about Drano? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, well, no, we're just trying to make her throw up. We're not trying to kill her. And JD's like, I think I fundamentally misunderstood what this was. Yeah, he he's fully, like... I don't know how they had two completely different conversations after strip croquet 
croquet, but he's like, all right, we're killing somebody tomorrow. And she's like, all right, we're making somebody throw up tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very wild. Um, but he goes and pours it anyways, just to, like to insist. But then Veronica's like, no, I don't want to kill anybody. She'll probably die if she drinks that. So she pours the milk and orange juice in there, but actually grabs the drain yeah. instead. Yeah, they have the they use the same cups for both of these, and then they but JD notices it and doesn't say anything. Yeah, he's about to say something, and he's like, nah, never mind. Oh, so they get up there and. Um, Heather Chandler is like, yeah, I'm not going to drink that. Obviously, you, you like put phlegm globbers or something in it. And there was like a whole like, 30 tried. seconds of yeah. them trying to like <laughs> hawk like some that loogies. scene too. It's nice. Uh, so he ends up being like, ah, I knew this stuff would be too intense for you. And she's like, what? You're saying I'm too chicken to drink it? You really think that's going to work? And he's just kind of like, mm-hmm. And it totally works. I mean, he played it the right way. Yeah, she chugs it down and... Says corn nuts and falls into her glass table. That's a weird last word, right? Corn nuts? Yeah. Why? Why do you think she said that? I don't know. I guess guess we'll never know. I guess we'll never know. Um, So JD and Veronica start to panic about this. Uh, Veronica's like, well, there goes my entire future. And JD's like, what if we make it look like a suicide? You can do her handwriting. And they have this whole uh, conversation about the use of the word myriad. And he's like, no, it's emblematic of her failures in school. And because I'm like, she, like, failed it during the spelling bee. In a vocab bee. test. Yeah. Or, spelling bee? I thought it was, like, a spelling bee. I don't know. Vocab test, same vocab thing. Vocab test. I misspelled the word dynamite in my third grade spelling bee. You still remember still that remember to this that. day. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the look in your eyes. It looked like it like had some real trauma. Well, the problem was one of the other third grade teachers had something about like her dynamite class, except she had a dinosaur with it, so it was spelled dynamite instead of like dynamite. dynamite. And so that's how what I've been seeing for months. <laughs> no, she really fucked you on that one. She did. She did. Uh, <laughs> not as traumatic as farting. And crying. <laughs> 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 Nothing will ever talk about. That was the worst. Oh, man. Um, so we cut to the principal and teachers, like, debating about what to do. So they're like, she's a super popular student. The uh, kids need a chance to mourn. And he's like, is she the cheerleader? And they're like, no, that's Heather McNamara. And he's like, damn, I could do half a day for a cheerleader. Which, like, I love the absurdity of this. Like, they're talking about the logistics of, like, how much time they can close school for for grieving. Yeah, and I love that. Oh, sorry. Did you have something else? No, go ahead. I I love how they are, like, they end up settling on one hour. Like, to even, like, that's almost more insulting to just, like, give it one hour instead of, like, any other significant amount of time. Yeah. Um. And then the one teacher is like, we need to have an outpouring of our feelings. And they're all like, shut up. Yeah, she's like the hippie teacher. Is she yeah. like the art teacher or something? I don't know what she is. She's got to be the art teacher. She's not good at the stuff she's doing, though. Um, By art teaching? Or like the, debating with the... The feelings stuff. She doesn't go about it in a very good way. Oh, no, no. she's She has a good heart, but it's definitely misguided. Mm-hmm. Well, because she... Okay. So we see in the locker room... The two remaining Heathers and Veronica are talking. Um, Heather Duke is like eating, and they're like, "Oh, do you not have the urge to purge?" And she goes, "No." Yeah, and she's feeling pretty good. It's like a big chicken wing. She just tosses it behind her back. Yeah, it's really. Gr- Why are you just eating? 
chicken in a locker room. There's so many. I have so many questions yeah, about where, this. Where did she get that? Right? <laughs> did they just come back from lunch, or did she have like chicken wings waiting for her in her locker? I don't know. It was real greasy too. It was, and that's the thing about eating stuff like that. Like she doesn't do anything. She just leaves the grease <laughs> on her hands. That's fine. I can live with that. But like just leaving it on your fingers, just to, like touch everything else, like. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Jesse just took her hands through her hair, and that's nasty. <laughs> but um, and d- they find a, um, Heather Chandler's mm-hmm. swatch in her locker, and Heather McNamara gives it to Veronica and says she would want you to have this. She always said you can accessorize for shit. <laughs> <laughs> so then that just causes her to go and take a shower with all of her clothes on, just because yep. she's like mourning. Yeah, uh, she's well. I mean. She's also racked with guilt. Yeah. Uh, so this is the hippie teacher. I didn't write down her name. She passes around Heather's suicide note to the class. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah. I, that's that's like she doesn't go about this. Like she's got no training in counseling or anything. She's gonna damage these children. And it shows, by the way, they're talking about it. They're talking about the details of her murder and Pete's lying about having gone on a date with her. And when Veronica laughs and calls him out for his shit. Uh, the teacher's just like, Veronica, that's not appropriate. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's this whole thing. It's really become like a spectator sport in a way, which I think is, you know, obviously like the commentary people, the movie is trying to make. Like, who all is killing themselves and yeah. the reasoning behind it? Yeah. Trying to get like a deeper understanding of the people. And they weren't trying to get a deeper understanding. It was just gossip. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but because it, it cuts to like the montage of like the news stations picking up all of these, uh, like, you know, shots, like, interviews of these kids, and everybody's, like, glorifying Heather. But everybody Heather either. Duke is on every news Yeah, station. they changed the channel, and she's just, like, there giving, like, another bullshit thing. But then it has, like, one guy lying about having dated her, which, yeah, yeah that's fucked up. You know, and they realize that uh, Heather Chandler is more popular now than ever. Yeah. And then JD's dad comes in, and they have, like, this whole role reversal I thing. love that. I love the way they talk, but it shows that there is, like, definitely some damage in their relationship. This is something they pointed out on This Ends at Prom, is that this is, like, not uncommon an uh, exercise to happen in family therapy. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Which cool. I thought was kind of an interesting spin, because they're clearly not healthy. No. Uh, they're um, not, whatever this exercise is, they're not doing it in a healthy way. To, I guess, clarify for people listening who haven't seen it, basically, um, JD is like, whenever his dad walks in, he's like, hey, oh, son, hey, son. And introduce then, me to your girlfriend. Yeah, they kind of do stuff like that. And uh, basically, they find out that, or Veronica finds out that JD's dad is like a big Ed, like a big, he's part of like a big de- uh, demolition company mm-hmm. that kind of moves like city to city throughout the country. Yeah, he's in like construction or something. Yeah. And um, he's trying to demolish this hotel that the owner is trying to get claimed as like a historical site. So it's this whole debate that he's like pissed off about right now. Yeah. And then it also gives a little bit of like context because Veronica's like, well, my mom's making me dinner. It's my favorite spaghetti with extra oregano. <laughs> Lots or of whatever. oregano. Yeah. And then uh, JD's like, well, it must Whoa. be nice to have a mom. And you know you get a little bit of tension between him and his dad there. I read somewhere online because it was the last time I saw her, she was waving out of the library window, and somebody like had a theory that like she was in a building that the dad blew up. No, they outright say that. They say like they say it was an accident, but she walked into the building two minutes before it 
like Did I miss that? You must have because they like he JD actually says that he says like they say it was an accident, but it's bullshit. She waved to me two minutes before and she walked in like right before that they were going to do it. Like I that was the last I saw of her was when she waved at me. Okay, okay. But yeah, he knew that she was basically protesting basically what her father was doing and also kind of like doing her own suicide, you know, because but strangely enough, it didn't really glorify her. They all just kind of like said, oh, she just uh, it was an accident. Which is kind of interesting, right? When you think about it, because that's the whole point of this movie is like how they glorify suicide, but hers Mm -hmm. goes unnoticed. And it definitely seems to have worked JD's sense of like justice. Yeah. Um, so Veronica says, great pets. Hey, mom, got a go- <laughs> got a motor if I'm going to get ready for that funeral. Oh, yeah. And then her dad's like smoking cigarettes. Like, why do I smoke these things? Because you're an idiot. Oh, yeah, that's right. You too. <laughs> yeah. Um, the pastor does this thing that I fucking hate at funerals where he tries to use it as an example to guilt trip people into being more religious. Yeah, that's not the way to do it. Like, yeah. I'm okay with people being religious, but, like, trying to, like, scare people or guilt them into doing it is, Especially like... not at a funeral. That's not what the point of a funeral is. Yeah, like, it's just super manipulative. God, it's it's, if I the... die, I have my funeral at a community center or some shit. Like, don't... <laughs> okay. Well, uh, we'll have it right there with the uh, the giant skeleton man. And, like, I've been at funerals where this has happened, and, it like, when you're mourning, it's not a good fucking feeling. Well, it's also really... Like, extra shitty that somebody's, like, taking your death and, like, you know, kind of, like, taking advantage of it. Yeah. Which is not really the point. Like, the whole point is supposed to, like, be remembering the person. But isn't that the guy, by the way, from Beetlejuice that is the one that can, like, communicate with the dead that they hire? He looks I... very similar if it's not him. I don't remember. Honestly, okay. I don't look up the pastor. Okay, well, it looks like him. Then we have like this great scene of everybody going up to the casket to like pray and pay their respects, but we hear their inner monologue and it's just like yeah. all so funny. I think my favorite is a uh, Ram where he is like, "Is it God? People are so sensitive these days." Yeah, he's like he's like making jokes and he's like uh, he's like not not really J man. And then he's like, "God, why are you so sensitive?" Like and it's like he's having like a back and forth with Jesus in his head. Like Jesus yeah. is offended. He's like, "Why are you so sensitive, bro?" Like. <laughs> It's it's really funny. So after the funeral, like Heather McNamara asked Veronica to do a double date with Kurt and Ram, and uh, she's like, "I just don't want it to wind up where they're shit faced tipping cows in a pasture." Yeah. Um, and that's exactly <laughs> what ends up happening. But first, we see the jocks are um, messing with some geeks, and I just like this moment from the geeks, or like, and <clears throat> it's important to note, like a big part of their bullying relies on homophobia. Yeah. And so they got one of the geeks on the ground and they're like saying, they're saying, say, I like to suck big dicks. Say, I like to suck big dicks. And the kid goes, okay, you like to suck big dicks. <laughs> Dude, Trailer Park Boys takes this uh, scene from this because like there's a whole scene like that where um, he's like, uh, say, say you're a little bitch. He's like, or say I'm a little bitch. He's like, okay, you're a little bitch. It, it also kind of feels very um, Bill Murray and Ghostbusters where it's like, it's true. This man has no dick. Yeah. But I do like this scene. It gets funny that they kind of like get, I don't know, they're getting theirs in against the bullies. But I also like how the bullies, like both times that they're like about the bully, they're like, we're seniors, man. We're above this. But then every single <laughs> they time. They are not like, above it. <laughs> yeah, they just immediately go into it because they're just so like thin skinned. 
Yeah, so they're at the pasture. They're obviously drunk. They decide to tip over the cow. It's just rude. Also, cows can lay down to sleep. I don't understand. It's really stupid. Like The whole act of cow tipping. Like it's I just, just don't. Mean. It's just mean. It is, and I don't get the enjoyment that you get from it. But these, just, I guess, it's kind of also there to just highlight these guys are fucking idiots. Yeah. But Veronica also and, like uh, a stereotype of small towns is there's nothing yeah. fun to do besides go cow tipping. Because exactly, I mean that well, makes in, sense. Because I'm where I'm from, we do a fundraiser every year where it's called Cow Pie Bingo. Oh yeah. Yeah, where like fields are like. Broken up into grids, and you place money on certain grids where cows are gonna shit. Really? What the fuck? Yeah, that's a thing. Yes. Wow. Can you imagine the cows like being like, "Wow, people are really interested in my poops right now." I don't understand this. Talia would love that. Talia would, but Talia's not a cow, even <laughs> though she has the cow uh, collar. Lo- Talia loves cows. Yeah, but I mean, except just- for when they run. That's that's yeah, frightening that's to her. Too much. <laughs> she was not okay with that. Yeah, but uh, you get yellow Heather and Veronica there um, on the date, and then they're just kind of like pissed off, kind of watching these two do that. And then you get like Heather and Kurt, or Heather and Ram are Ram like, is like almost like it's very much against her will. You can kind of tell she's like resisting him, but he's yeah. like fighting against it. Yeah, and you can just see her kind of give in. It's pretty sad. Yeah, it's really sad. And then Kurt is like trying to get in Veronica's pants and she's like, no, thanks. And she walks up a hill and she sees JD because he stalks her, clearly he really followed does. her on this date. And she was like, well, I tried to tell you that I'm doing this double date as a failure to Heather. And he said, uh, our love is God. Let's go get a slushy. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God, I don't miss being a dumb teenager who thinks... Shit like that is so deep and beautiful and, like, he's got such a sensitive soul. Yeah, because they really do a good job of getting that in this right here because that really is, like, a high schooler line where, like, Veronica may be smart, but she is still young and stupid enough to fall for some bullshit line like that. Um, at school the next day, the yearbook uh, committee, they are debating about a Heather Chandler spread um, it's not really so much a memorial page as a like true crime bulletin of like everything leading up to her suicide, including the note Which and is all. Weird. It, like, it's it's and, very strange. Again, it's like that commentary on like how it's just a spectacle rather than you know somebody's life. I feel like that kind of happens with a lot of yeah, um, like true crime stuff where people yeah. like. There's like a new person goes missing or like somebody dies and it's a mystery. Like everybody's like, oh, like this is so fun to like, you know, kind of. I find it fascinating to listen to that stuff, but always like. People get like some people get too excited about it. Yeah. And it shouldn't be like a whole like it's people that actually died. And I like I know you and I like if something is too gruesome or whatever like we won't listen to those episodes yeah, i've turned like, them off before yeah we're very much aware that these are real people's lives yeah so yeah, yeah. it's just it's it's fucked up um good good parallel yeah um but that's when veronica learns that uh kurt told everybody that uh he and ram tag teamed her last night yeah sword fighting how they call it yeah <laughs> Which that's kind Ugh. of yeah, it's messed up that he's spreading these lies. So this inspires Veronica and JD to pull a prank where 
Veronica yeah. gets them to go into the woods. Yeah, she's like, do you really want that stuff to happen? Meet me at dawn in the woods. So the plan is that JD has these special bullets that can break the skin um, and cause some bleeding, but they have tranquilizers in them. So and it'll he, just he, knock them out. He described it as like a tranquilizer. Basically, it's like enough to just like, I mean, essentially he's describing like what a, r- a rubber bullet like, it's not no, something that'll penetrate, it'll just, like... No, he said it will penetrate the skin. Oh, it will? Yeah. Oh, okay. Essentially, he's describing a tranquilizer gun, except a tranquilizer is a completely different thing. It's got, like, a bit to the end, so when it hits your skin, it, like, bursts open, and the tranquilizer uh, yeah, goes like, into your system. Yeah. Um. Except these are just actually regular bullets, and I think on a level, Veronica knew that, but she didn't really want to admit it to herself. Yeah, I think so, too. Um. So, <laughs> the plan is that they're going to make it look like... Because they are super homophobic, he's like, we're going to make them secret gay lovers. Mm-hmm. Um, the suicide note that he's writing is saying that they knew they could never be openly together in this small town because of small minds. And then he's also got other evidence to back up that they are gay. I um, love this. Got, I wrote down the list. I did too. Okay, good. An <laughs> um, st- <laughs> edition of Stud Puppy Magazine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A candy dish. Uh, is a candy dish like like a box of chocolates type thing? No, it's a dish that you put candy in. Okay. Okay. We have candy dishes in our house. Okay. So, okay. Um, Joan Crawford postcard. <laughs> That's so weird. Some mascara and mineral water. Which is the big one, apparently. Yeah. Um, so that's all in like this fancy gift bag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's really funny that you know that he just thought to like assemble all this stuff. It's just yeah. It's like let's think of the most stereotypical and incorrect stereotypes. Uh, I just use stereotype way too much in a single sentence. It's, um, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's what they're gonna do. Is like people will totally believe it, and you know what? People did totally believe it. Yeah. Uh, so they get them there. She's like, I want you guys to strip first, and you can both strip me. Uh, so they strip down, and then JD pops out and shoots Ram, I think? Mm, yep, Ram. Yep. Yeah, shoots him, and Veronica's supposed to shoot Kurt, but she misses, and he goes running, and JD's like, did you miss? And she goes, no, it's fine. Like, the look on his face was worth it. And he goes, fuck, and he, like, chases after him. Yep. And she's noticing that Ram is not moving so much. Poor Ram, man. He, he not poor Ram. Ram kind of okay. Sucked. Well, all right. Well, I guess what I was just getting at is he's he's a tidy whitey guy. Mm, yeah. Not That's, cool. No. Not not okay. Uh, so JD eventually chases Kurt back through to the woods. The cops hear some sounds going on, but they're not good at their jobs. They're, they're just smoking like, whatever. A joint. Yeah. So he gets <laughs> back around and Veronica shoots him, and. They're actually really dead. They go running because the cops did hear that gunshot and they come. So they are making out in the car to be their alibi. Which I kind of thought, I mean, that makes sense that that's their alibi. But like also, like, did they think that they escaped them and then they just immediately started like going at it too? Because like even after the cop leaves, they are still continuing. Like we don't get like a shot of them being like, okay, we're It started off as an alibi and... 
it quickly <clears throat> led into genuine horniness. Yeah, but I like I like the cop radius back. He's like, ah, oh, I've got the whole story back here. Come back over here. Tell me that JD doesn't get a raging murder boner. He does, man. Like he gets off on murder. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Just talking about it and. Yeah, <laughs> 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 uh, but the the smoking gun that made them think, oh, this is like a lover. Uh, like it's like a crime of passion or whatever it's because he digs out the mineral water he's like yep they were gay <laughs> uh, so school is cancelled for Kurt and Ram because they were football stars and it yeah. was two of them so they get a whole day cancelled um, Veronica is upset because she's realizing that they're actually killed um, actually dead she burns herself the cigarette uh, lighter in the car back in the day when those <laughs> yeah. were a thing so she burns herself with it and JD lights his cigarette off of the burn in her I hand. know. It's so crazy. It's but so creepy, but it's such a great visual. It's funny because like at first whenever I'm watching it, because I was watching that again last night, and I'm like, oh, he's like jumping to a stopper, but he's like, no, I need to light this off of your skin right now. The dude's a fucking psycho. He is. Uh, so they have a double funeral. They're side by side in their little caskets. And they they got their uh, footballs and their football helmets on, too. Except it's not real footballs. It's like the little plastic footballs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they couldn't I even think... be buried with real footballs. I don't... I mean, come on. Like, Are footballs that hard to come across here in whatever town in Ohio? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, But Kurt's dad is like, I has this whole I love my dead gay son speech. And it's so absurd. And Christian Slater's character has the very pointed, yeah, but would he still love him if he had a limp wrist with a pulse? Yeah. Because it is very much, like, that is a very sobering reality that there are plenty of families out there that will reject their queer children um, and then only accept them. After death. After or death. Or after something tragic happens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but this like uh, causes Veronica to laugh, and then she notices I think one of their sisters, and then kind of like gives her a conscious. Yeah, she turns around, and she's crying, much like you after your fart in fourth grade. <laughs> Maybe she farted too. I don't know. <laughs> and so she thought Veronica was laughing at her farting. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Don't cry again. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, all right. So the hippie teacher is back. She's advocating for more, like, group therapy, basically, for all the Outpouring of emotion. Yeah. And the board finally agrees. They're like, well, we don't know what we're fucking doing. Like, we got a lot of dead teenagers. Let's listen to this lady. Yeah. Um. Except this is even more chaotic. It almost looks like a protest in some way. She brings in a news crew. This is where, like, Martha panics and she dives underneath the table. And that's where uh, J.D. is like, greetings and salutations. That's like the second time he says it. Greetings and salutations. Yeah, so the whole thing is just chaotic and not, um, like, it's just a bunch of people trying to be on the news. Like, it's not really doing anything to help with the grieving process. Yeah, because they're doing the same thing that they did with the original Heather. They're just like, oh, yeah, they were such good people. Like, it's a shame that they died. Um, and then afterwards, JD's like, chaos is what killed the dinosaurs. <laughs> cool line, JD. <laughs> um, he says that they're scaring the population into being better people. But which no. doesn't really... 
line up because they don't know that these people are being murdered. They think everybody's just killing themselves. Well, I mean, it's... Yeah, I guess... Well, no, because, I mean, really what's happening is... Um, well, what is about to happen, like, Green Heather becomes, like, the Red Heather. But well, also, it's, it like, happened, inspiring yeah. people to, like, commit suicide now, too, because they want to also have this kind of, yeah, you know, they want people to see them in this light. Um, We see that the hotel, hotel demolition worked. JD's dad comes in super excited about it, talks about a big-ass bomb in the basement, setting off um, other explosives higher up i forget the exact terms used but it's essentially what jd is going to set up later i just now made that realization that that's how he had all this shit is because his dad does demolition yeah but i mean also if anybody's gonna have the anarchist cookbook it's gonna be fucking jd you know what i mean true um so uh his dad leaves jd shoots the radio um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Start playing big funs, teen, teenage suicide. Don't do it. Yeah. And Veronica breaks up with him. Uh, so JD decides he's gonna blackmail Heather Duke, Green Heather, mm-hmm. um, with a photo of when she was friends with Martha. Oh. And she's like, "What do you want me to do?" He's like, "I'm going to ask a favor of you at she's some like, point you, in the future. <laughs> you can have my lunch money." Uh, yeah, she's like, I'll give you a week's worth of lunch money. And I'm like, girl, I thought you were rich, first of all. Yeah, right. Like, like also, he's rich, so. In fact, I feel like everybody we've been I feel like we're in a to, very rich suburb. Yeah, everybody here is rich. Maybe not Martha. Maybe. But maybe. But maybe. We don't know. Yeah. Um. So, she, he's like, also, like, you need to start wielding your power and passes over Heather's scrunchie. And she's like, cool, don't need this anymore. Books, that's for nerds. And gives him her copy of Moby Dick. Apparently, they really wanted it to be Catcher in the Rye, but the Salinger family outright refused. Because they didn't want to be associated with something like that? They just didn't want to give the rights to be used in it. Oh. Um, But, I mean, his name is JD. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And Veronica Sawyer is uh, apparently named after the bad girl in the Archie comics and Tom Sawyer. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, fun with names. Um, there's also, like, what is it? Heather Duke. Like, the Duke is always the second in command. Um, oh, there's, yeah. like, there's a lot of meaning behind the names. Yeah, this, this movie has a lot of, like, just things it's like a, that. It's a smart movie. It is. It really is. It's a is. smart movie. Um, so, Veronica sees Heather Duke with the scrunchie and she is not at all amused and she's like and it's also like weird that her and the two heathers are still kind of like hanging out you would think that they would kind of dissolve without their leader but yeah you would think so but no it's just one a different one just takes the place Mm -hmm. um so veronica invites betty finn over to play some croquet um and we have another moment where she can the whatever that rule is with croquet where you can either take two shots or take them out. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it means. And uh, Veronica is going to like do her two shots and Betty's like, why wouldn't you just take me out? Nice guys finish last. And that's the last we see of Betty Finn. Which is weird. I, with, why isn't she invited to new release night with Martha? Like why can't the three of them yeah, right, be besties I, now? Because they're old friends. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess like 
it's just to like show her ties with her old past who she wants to be yeah but yeah it's just Uh, although maybe this was the last straw because the other two heathers come in and kick betty finn out of veronica's own backyard yeah i think i would maybe be done yeah to be like okay like i'm renee estevez and i'm a very good girl in all the roles i play but even i have to draw a line somewhere i'm gonna go hang out with bruce springsteen's older sister yes i'm gonna be friends with the psychotic camp counselor thank you bye yeah she wins. Um, howdy, partner. Uh, <laughs> and Heather Duke calls Red. And she switches over from being the green Heather to the red Heather. Which is very confusing she for me. She had so much red clothing, like, ready to go. She did. Well, She was like, uh, boom. Maybe, maybe, like, in another movie, in a Heather Duke-centric movie, she has, like, a whole shopping montage. I could, yeah. I, <laughs> She, like, she there's, always... like, one moment where a sales associate tries to bring her a green dress, and she, like, shakes her head aggressively and points to a red one. <laughs> um, my theory is I think that she, like, red was secretly her favorite color because, but she was forced to change it to green because in the very beginning of the movie, she wanted to be the red ball, but she was told no because Red Heather was like, no, that's yeah. my color. She said, did you eat a brain tumor for breakfast, which is... Such a devastating insult. I love the way Heather Chandler talked. That's how she made it to the top right there. People Uh were like, God damn, I don't have a response to that. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, and I think there's very subconsciously a part of me that uh, models that in a lot of the ways I will try and describe something. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, I can see that. Yeah. So that night we see the news report on teen suicide playing in the Sawyer household. And, um, at the same time, Martha is making a suicide attempt like but an actual real one very tragic very sad she safety pins a note to her shirt Uh, and walks out into traffic yeah i was very confused at the very beginning of this because it starts off with like her sitting in a crowded gym and everybody's cheering and then all of a sudden we zoom out and it's empty yeah like what's she thinking in her head what's that supposed to mean maybe she was there and she just stayed after the game like she just like the bleachers slowly emptied i guess it could be that yeah um, so her parents are, Veronica's parents are talking to her, um, very concerned about her, um, and teen suicide. And Veronica's like, this is all bullshit. Like treat teenagers like people instead of patronizing us like little bunny rabbits. And that's where the dad says, I don't patronize bunny rabbits. <laughs> yeah. Love it. I like the mom's line too. Yeah. Though. Yeah. She's like, oh, uh, kids are always saying they want to be treated like humans. And then when they're treated like humans, they're mad. <laughs> like, yeah. She's like, this is what being treated like a human is. Yeah, and she, it's, a, it's a very good point. Heather Duke comes in to laugh about Martha. because She's like, she's in the hospital. She survives. She's in stable condition. Um, it's so sad when the geeks try and copy the popular kids. Yeah, that's so stupid. So fucked up. Yeah, but then Veronica also <laughs> thinks it's stupid and just slaps her. Yeah. Uh, then they go upstairs, and they're kind of like bitching at each other. Like, they're... This is their dynamic. They hate each other, but they're still just hanging out. Yeah, they just accept it. They're like, okay, you slap me. All right, let's move on. They're going to listen to hot probs on the radio. Hot probs. And Heather McNamara calls in. I'm like, what's your name? She goes, Heather. No, not Heather. Um, Madonna. No, not that either. Uh, Tweety. Like, and Veronica's like, she knows we listen to the show. Like, <laughs> But there can be like other Heathers, right? Clearly, she's there's so many a, Heathers yeah, in this town, yeah. But um, maybe the tell was she chose Tweety, Tweety Bird's Yellow, yeah, yeah. Well, and she also had a bird in her room, well, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, you know, like 
that's she had to choose something yellow that had to be her tail. Yeah, but she's basically just talking about how hard her life is right now. And then <laughs> yeah. uh, Heather Duke's like, oh, she's going to get it. And then the next day in class, they see they wrote poor little Heather on the blackboard and everybody's laughing and she's just sitting there very upset. And uh, as soon as class starts, she runs off to the bathroom and uh, Veronica follows after her. And basically she's trying to, She's going to take a bunch of pills. And she says, like, the decision to kill yourself is very private. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I love this line because, you know, Veronica, like, actually has a good friend moment with Heather McNamara, like, where she's just like, it's, like, literally okay to be sad. Uh, if you were happy every day of your life, you wouldn't be a human. You'd be a game show host. Yeah, I like that. That's that's a nice piece of advice. That's, and I feel like that's, like, the last we see of this Heather, too. But she's, like, the She's the nicest of the. We see her at the pub rally. Well, she's just doing cartwheels, so yeah. Like I mean, we don't <laughs> we don't really get anything else of meaning from her after this. Um, JD calls in his favor to Heather Duke, and he wants everybody to sign. He wants her to get everybody to sign this petition how, that he says is to have big fun play at the prom. Hmm. Um, and we see her going around and getting everybody to sign it. Her and she comes with Veronica to sign it, and her and Veronica fight. Because she's like, I know that you're lying to people about what this petition is. JD is busy underlining lines in Moby Dick. And he shows it to Veronica and he's like, look, this will go great with her suicide note. Veronica goes home. Um, Her parents are concerned (laughs) because JD uh, was like, I'm very concerned about Veronica. I think she might try and commit suicide. You should uh, probably keep her away from pills and sharp objects and all of that. And Mm. uh he also asked us to give you this, and it's a note <clears throat> in her handwriting that says, like, you're not the only one that, like, can or recognize the handwriting or whatever. Yeah. Um, so she gets up to her room, and there's a Barbie doll hanging from the ceiling. So, like, What uh, a creepy ominous. threat, yeah. yeah. But that's a good way to do it. Like, if I walked in on something like that, I'd be like, oh, fuck. Okay. So she lays down in her bed, and I can't tell if this is all a dream or not. I'm pretty sure it's a dream. With her and... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it has to be a dream because... Yeah. Um, he comes in. He wants to do some more underlining. Um, they go to Heather Duke's house and argue about the cleanliness of the knife um, yeah. that she would use to cut her wrist. And she's like, no, Heather is a, Heather Duke is a very clean person. She wouldn't, she wouldn't clean... She wouldn't cut her wrist with a dirty knife. So there's this whole thing, and then we see the funeral. And we get one of my favorite tropes, which is a dead person talking about how boring the afterlife is. Because Heather Chandler pops up, and she's like, oh, if I had to sit around and sing Kumbaya one more time. I like how these people are obviously so jaded by all of the funerals they have to go to. They're like, all right, let's watch this one in 3D. Like, they just all have 3D glasses on. And the note that he wrote for uh, Heather, too, is just, life sucks. Because, like, obviously he's not the brains of this thing. Like, yeah. he's trying to, like... Figure out. I mean, he's he was smart enough to do the underlining of the book and stuff, but like when it comes to actually writing out a note, he's like, ah, life sucks. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's it's good enough. He's like, whatever. The book will speak for itself. Yeah. Uh, we see JD actually pops up in her room, and she is hanging from the ceiling, and he's like, yeah. oh man, I didn't think you'd actually do it. Like, he does the bad guy thing where he yeah. monologues his whole plan to the dead body just yeah. because he's got to get it out to yeah, somebody. Yeah, like guess. this. I'm gonna. It's the petition is actually a mass suicide note. I'm gonna blow up the school tomorrow. I think it's funny. Rally. <laughs> like he has his speech prepared. He's like, well, you're still gonna get my speech. Yeah, you do deserve my fucking speech. Yeah. Um. 
So after he leaves, Veronica's mom walks in and starts panicking. She's like, I, I, sh- I should have let you take the job at the mall. And I'm like, why is that the first thing that popped into your head? She's not even um, really grieving. And like, it's not even like a shock response. She's just like, oh, my God, I should have done this. I should have done that. She's immediately thinking about how this is going to hurt her image yeah. in her social circle. Like, oh. I wonder what's happening with the parents in this town. Like, are they gossiping about the parents of the dead kids? That's like a, that could be like another movie. Like, yeah, it's like going parallel with okay. this. With so the we parents. got Heather's. We got this movie that's actually falling Veronica. And then we've got the movie of Heather Duke where she gets her shopping montage. And then we've got the movie of all the parents and how they're handling all mm. of this. So, so it's like yeah. a trilogy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. Okay. Uh <laughs> So that's when Veronica's like, hey, mom. And she, like, lowers herself from the ceiling. Um, So at school the next day, Veronica realizes what JD's plan is. Yeah, he's going to blow up the whole school. Yeah. So she follows him down into the boiler room. And basically they have this whole big fight. And the scene is intercut between them and the pep rally. And I love the bit, this tiny little bit in the pep rally. The principal is leading a cheer. And you hear him go, uh, T-E-R-B-U-R-G. <laughs> yeah. I, I love it. But it kind of works, too. Like, I, I heard that channel. I'm like, I could hear that, and I would actually, I could get behind it. Did you guys have any chance for your school? Uh, I mean, we had pep rallies, and usually they just kind of like... Yeah, they did chance, but basically they would like roll out some ACDC and be like, all right, we're going to play some football today. Football. (laughs) (laughs) That was it. (laughs) Um, But Veronica ends up shooting off JD's middle finger. Um, (laughs) I'm sure he didn't expect her to actually make the shot since she missed Kurt, a whole human, but she managed to hit his teeny tiny little finger. Yeah, he's like flipping her off. Um, She is like struggling to figure out which button it is to press. She gets him to stop the bomb. Accidentally. Yeah. By like him stabbing the whole device and it stops counting at four. So they go outside. Uh, She goes outside for smoke on the front front steps. Nobody knows that she just saved the day, but it's fine. That's she's not looking what she's there for. rough. She looks pretty rough. Um, JD comes out and he has strapped the bomb to himself. Then he just kind of like walks away. Um, and there's a big explosion. Everybody in the gym hears it, but whatever. They've got more important things to do. They've got football. Yeah, like you can go outside and see where Which, body parts are probably scattered all over the front yeah, yard. Yeah, it's a gruesome scene out there, yeah. for sure. Um, but she goes inside, and she sees uh, Heather Duke, and Heather's like, you look like hell. And she goes, yeah, I just got back. And then she rips the scrunchie out of Heather's hair, kisses her on the cheek, and says, Heather, my love, there's a new sheriff in town. And that's when she walks up to Martha and says, Martha, what do you, uh, my prom date kind of bailed on me. What do you say we uh, hit some, hit Blockbuster, get some of the new releases? And Martha says, yeah, and does donuts. Yeah, yeah. She's in her scooter and she's like doing donuts. She's so happy. And that's it. They walk off. Yeah. So I, I take issue with that a little bit because if I were in Martha's situation, I like what, the one where she says, fuck you, Heather. I, I think that's the most realistic ending. I agree. But like whenever I would see like 
there has been nothing to establish that there's any connection between those two. They don't even like exchange words at any point. So I would, if I were Martha, I'd be like, this is like a pity thing. I'm not really into that. Like, you're not really wanting to be my friend. You just feel bad. So, but maybe she's super desperate for friends. It would have made way more sense if it were Molly. Molly. What's her actual name in this? Betty. Betty, yeah. Which um, Betty and Veronica. Yeah. Like, it would have made more sense if they reconnected. But yeah. But you also kind of, I don't know, I guess that they just wanted to give Martha a happy ending. Yeah. But you could just, like, see her, like, have support or something at the end. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but it's still a good ending. Yeah, I, I like it. it. I yeah. like it. I'm keeping it at a 10. I love this movie. Um, we all know that I think teenagers are psychotic, so having a whole movie that fully embraces it is very nice for me. Yeah. Um, I, like, and just how miserable high school was. God, high school fucking sucks. And I, I love that this movie does not try and deny it and also tries to kind of... It also kind of, you know, points out how, like, adults forget how much it sucks. And when their kids are talking about it, they're like, whatever, you'll get over it. That's the thing. Like, I I try and think about that stuff sometimes. I'm like, what would I tell my old self? But then I'd be like, yeah, this seems like a big deal now, but it's really not. But then, like, it is a big deal to them at that time. So it's you can't really accurately tell them that. Like, I just want to be like, you will eventually not be in high school. That's what I would tell my old self. I was like, this you will eventually not be here. Yeah, this will not matter at all. It sucks now, and you're going to repress memories that will pop up at weird points in the future, but you will survive and thrive. Yeah. You haven't you haven't even begun to peak, <laughs> what I would tell myself. Um, yeah, I, I fucking love this movie. All right, I'm bumping mine to nine. Yeah! Talking about it, um, some things deeper down that I didn't even notice, like some like little details that just kind of makes this movie like... I don't know, the message, like, everything kind of, like, tie in together so nicely. It's yes. super tight. It's it's really good. Okay. Well, that bumps our average up from a 9.25 to a 9.5. Wow. Okay. Um, what would it take to get you to a 10? What's um, a change you would make? I think it would be the ending. Okay. Because, I mean, fine. it's still a fine ending, but I, I don't really feel like it works considering all that we had seen. Okay. Like, all of the options that you listed, Martha killing... Veronica would have been amazing. Yes. I would have I, loved I love that. that ending. Yeah. If it were that, I think it could have been a 10. Okay. Um, Talia was very sleepy girl. Um, she had a busy day barking yesterday. So Super by the busy. time we started watching the movie, she was very sleepy. You also mentioned that you had watched this recently. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the girls were just kind of like, yeah, we've seen it. Um, Zoe watched this, right? Zoe came up during the second half because she remembered about explosions. Yeah, even though you don't see it, you hear it. Yeah, so Zoe was a watch, and Talia, I think Talia's going to give this like a seven. Okay. Because it rhymes with heaven. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. Dream sequel? Oh, yeah, dream, we haven't done a dream sequel in a while. I know, because well, we had sequel month, so. Yeah. Um sequel for this well i think we already talked about it um i want the, the, the uh, parents yeah i want the parents yeah. perspective it's not necessarily a sequel but you can call it heather sue but it runs parallel because mm-hmm. like i think that you can explore something interesting there too with how it affects like the adults and how they are doing it with their kids like you know how everybody's construing all of that okay so i pulled two reviews from imdb I figured we would go positive for ourselves, so I wanted to pull a negative one. Okay. But I 
laughed out loud when I saw this because it's yeah, the I'm dumbest excited. fucking review. It was a 10 out of 10 titled Sure. <laughs> and the review okay. is, I like the bit where they thought they were gay because they like mineral water. And that's it? That's it. That's sure. the entire review. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, if that's what it takes to get you like a perfect movie, then fine. I'll respect that. Um. So... I struggled trying to find a negative review that was something other than just like, I didn't like the language and I didn't like the message. And then I kind of realized that when we talk about different things that, you know, why somebody might like a movie or might not like a movie, this is one of those movies that if you are not into dark humor, satire, anything like that, it's not a movie for you. Yeah. So I wound up on one that, Basically says that, but explains themselves a little bit better out of the theater than, you know, I just don't like it. Okay. Um, so the movie was made the year I was born, and I still haven't seen it. What? Wait, you haven't seen it? Um, <laughs> I missed that line. Wait, so what did uh, they review this, and what did they rate it? One out of ten, okay. and this was in 2008. Okay. Who in their right minds would? It's just about a bunch of girls throughout of the four with the same name who totally need their mouths washed out. Spoiler warning, they curse and use terrible vocabulary words, mostly the A word, the S word, the F word, etc. I'm sorry, they've had to have seen this, right? They know this. I think that maybe this is their first viewing. Um, As well as kill people for no good reason at all. This is all from what I read on this website. Oh. Oh, Uh, (laughs) Which I've posted several other comments on in the past. This isn't a comedy. This is just plain stupid. And the name Veronica is always given to a snobby person. I mean, what's up with that? If you like this, this and person is definitely named Veronica. <laughs> if you like this and other movies in which the characters use the worst language ever, like I think they mean Aaron Aaron Brockovich, or they said Aaron Brockovich. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen a movie with them in it. <laughs> um, I presumably think. No offense, you need your ears examined. I hate profanity, so that's just my opinion. And I mean. Like I said, this isn't a movie for them. It's, Mm. I mean, it's a cult hit for a reason. Yeah. It's, it is very much a type of humor that you have to appreciate to really like the movie. And not everybody has that sense of humor. Yeah. And yeah, you have to, you have to give a movie a chance. Yeah. And this person just was very put off by it. But, and I mean, it sounds like they don't, they just didn't like it. That's, yeah, and yeah, just, I don't know, like, don't rate movies if it doesn't, like, if it's not what you want. Like, I'm not going to, like... Well, I mean, I do think that's kind of important, though, so that way other people who are like, oh, well, I don't like this type of movie, and then uh, they see these reviews, and they're like, okay, well, this isn't going to be a movie for me. Yeah, okay, that's fair. But just, I don't know, I wouldn't rate it. I would just, like, make people aware, like, hey... If you have any interest, I know that there's talk of this movie going on. Just be aware that there is a lot of dark themes in this and it has a lot of vulgar language. I remember when Mean Girls came out, um, I was very intrigued by it and I wanted to see it. And my mom was like, maybe we can go see it in theaters. Um, And then this girl, because this was, I want to say I went to Jesus Camp around that time maybe. And I mentioned wanting to see Mean Girls. And this girl in my cabin was like... Jesse, um, I know the trailer made it seem really funny, but they use the B word a lot, and it's most of the movies them just calling each other the B word. Wow. Which again, she kind of missed the point of the, yeah. the movie, but she probably. Granted, like we were others. we were young, so yeah. Um, but yeah, 
I just, I, that, that memory just got unlocked. Oh. So. <laughs> cool. We're unlocking all kinds of repressed memories today. <laughs> Look, man, Tally's going to hear. She's heard all about this out there, and she's going to come for me whenever I go back out there. She's going to be like, Daddy, I know how you feel. <laughs> you, you guys laugh at my farts all the time. <laughs> but she's always proud of them. All right. Well, I will give us some uh, listener reviews here. Okay. So we have a total of three. Okay. I'm surprised. Well, we had a lot of people that were just like super pumped when we said we were covering it. Yeah, which so awesome. I'm glad that there are people excited for this episode or for this movie in particular. But all right. So on Instagram, we have, uh, let's start with the shortest one first. Okay. We have M. Feldman, who just says, love it. Yes. All right. Cool. Agreed. Yes. Uh, Robert Atone. Love it. Currently cat sitting a kitten named after Slater's character. <laughs> so James Dean or Jason Dean? Jason Dean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, third one is from Michael Lee Howard. He says, Heather's is a perfect dark comedy that embraces manipulation, teen angst, and serious topics with just the perfect dose of humor. A revenge film we all played in our own mind. Eight out of ten. Okay. I like that. Yeah, it is because you do think about that type of thing um, when you're probably that age. Like, you know, how am I going to get revenge on this person? And a lot of times you kind of like blow it up in your head. Like, it's going to be like this grand thing. Like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to really get them good. It's the kind of movie where you can't hold any punches. Like, this movie wouldn't work if you hold back even just a little bit on any of it. Yeah. And it does. It works for what it's trying to do. Okay. That's it for Heather's. Yeah. Yay. Um, I am going to once again tell you guys to self-insert a soundtrack right here, which is the song Heather's by Insignificant Other. Travis has listened to me listen to it on repeat for the past month or so. I've been listening to you singing it on repeat for the last month or so. I've been watching Heather's again. Yep, that right there. <laughs> <laughs> but next week we're going to cover... It follows. Yeah. Yay. We're very excited about this one. Uh, it's kind of different. We haven't really talked about, I mean, it, it's just kind of different from things that we've talked about. But then again, so is Heather's. Like, yeah. we're kind of like going with like new territory this yeah. month. I, I think we're kind of finally comfortable in what we want to cover. Yeah. We're like, you know what? We're doing this one. Yeah. Um. So right now it's available for streaming on Netflix or you can rent it from YouTube, Google Play, Prime, or Vudu. All right. Don't rent it from Voodoo. That is $8. It is $4 everywhere else. Yeah. That's (laughs) fucked up. Don't do that. Okay. But yeah, watch it. It's a really good movie. I'm really excited to talk about it. Okay. All right. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm <laughs> 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 <laughs>